Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and uh, if you would like to catch past episodes, you can search iTunes or SoundCloud and check those out. We are going to pray, and we are going to dive into the Word of God together. Would you bow your hearts with me? Jesus, we come before you. Jesus, we come before you not as an afterthought, but as the main thing. Jesus, we come before you asking that in these next few moments that, God, you would speak to our hearts, that you would speak to our lives, that you would speak directly to us. God, I'm in awe of your power. I'm in awe of your might and your wisdom. God, you are central to our lives. God, I pray that you would speak, that we would hear from heaven. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. This is my second time recording this podcast today because I felt really, really angry at people. I felt really, really um, sad, grieved that people don't love Jesus the way I love Jesus, not in a superior, inferior way, but um, the lack of passion that I see in so many, the striving, the hard work to just love Jesus. It's so hard. And I wish for everyone that they could fall in love with Jesus, that they could know the power of his presence, that they could know the peace from just sitting with Jesus. And unfortunately, so many of us look at Bible reading or prayer as a chore and I it grieves me if I could be in prayer all day long I would I could be reading my bible all day long I would because God speaks and when God speaks everything else pales in comparison to it there's no uh, excitement that I can get from hiking a mountain or watching a movie or uh, doing something I enjoy that compares to the presence of God I just feel like we're not getting it. If we're if reading the Bible is a chore, if prayer is a chore, then we're not we're not getting it. Because when we sit before Jesus, we're we're complete, we're whole. And so, I'm recording this podcast a second time as I'm a little bit more calm. But I just want to urge you to let the Lord. into your heart for real. To let the Holy Spirit speak to you because there's nothing that compares to it. I love in Psalms where it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't think that just means his, his provision in our lives. The goodness of God is not just my uh, escaping trials. The goodness of God is not just a, a, a clean bill of health. The goodness of God is not just money. The goodness of God is his presence. The goodness of God is walking with Jesus moment by moment. The goodness of God, where I taste and see that the Lord is good, is when I'm in his presence. And with the presence of God... Then I can go through any trial, situation, financial thing, health scare. I can go through anything. And that in Psalms, this is with my God, I can scale a wall. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. It's because God's with us. 
And if we don't know that Jesus, if we don't have the Holy Spirit speaking into us daily, moment by moment, then then we look at Bible reading as a chore. Then we have to reward ourselves with little rewards. If I read a chapter, I'll get myself a coffee. That just grieves my heart in such a way that I, I'm grieved. God is not a chore. He's not a checklist item. He's the center. And I'm afraid that people haven't experienced him. If they experienced him, they would crave him. So today we're going to go into uh, Hebrews chapter 6. And there's a, a verse here, uh, Hebrews 6, 19, it says this. It says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. This is talking about something that never changes, the hope that's a, 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 an anchor for our soul. That means when we have fear and anxiety, there's a hope that stations us. There's a hope that settles us. There's a hope that puts us back on track, and that's Jesus. And Jesus is the one that entered this, the inner sanctuary, meaning that he went before us so that we could have access to God. And when I talk about being grieved, it's that Jesus went before us to give us this access to God, and then we, uh, instead of going right to God, even though the door is wide open, the curtain is torn into, even though there is access to the most holy God, even though there is access through Jesus to the Father, we would rather play a game of telephone and get our words from the Lord, from somebody who got it from somebody else, who shared it on Facebook, who got it from someone else, who got it from someone else. And I know that my Father in Heaven created you uniquely and individually. I know that He only created one of you and only one of me and only one of every other person on the planet. I know that He has a plan and a purpose individually for you. And when we get our words from other people, then we're not getting them directly directly from God for us. God wants to speak directly to you. Jesus made that way. Jesus was the forerunner. And where's Jesus now? Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. And he had to leave and send the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit lives within us. If Jesus had to leave, it was for a good reason. And Jesus left to send the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all truth. Jesus was a priest in the order of Melchizedek, not in the, the priesthood of Aaron. Now Aaron was the, the priesthood that was up by Moses in the Old Testament with the Old Covenant. And Jesus in uh, Hebrews 7, it, it talks about how Jesus says that the Old Covenant is now uh, set aside because there's a new covenant and that's Jesus in the order of Melchizedek. He declares that we are the priesthood now, that because we have the Holy Spirit, because he made a way, because he was a forerunner for us, went before us, sacrificed his life. Now we have complete access to God through the Holy Spirit. And yet we prefer so many other things over God. And my heart is just grieved. My heart is just grieved that we look at Christianity as an add-on to our lives. 
we look at following Jesus, following God, hearing from heaven as a, a maybe it'll happen kind of thing. The presence of God is not boring. The presence of God is everything. The Bible is everything. It's not an extra. It's not a forced thing. It's the living, active word of God. And when the Lord put this verse on my heart, it was, it was, it was not even in this vein. It was more that, that we are to be forerunners. So Jesus was a forerunner on our behalf. But we are given the great commission to go into all the world and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are to be uh, forerunners on behalf of other people because we have the spirit of the living God within us. It's our job to love each other with a, with a holy love that draws other people to, to God. The Bible teaches that others that don't know him will know God by our love for one another. Not by our, our flashy TV shows, but by the nitty-gritty backyard barbecue love for one another. There was a better hope. In Hebrews 7, verse 18, it says, The former regulation is set aside because it was weak and useless, for the law made nothing perf perfect, and a better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. The better hope is Jesus laying down his life. The better hope is access to God. The better hope is the Holy Spirit speaking directly to us. The better hope is here. We're always looking for somebody to emulate. Uh, as the human race, we're always looking for someone that we could look up to or someone we could follow. But yet God made us each so uniquely he says, come follow me. He says, hear from heaven. When we think about people like Ruth and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Bathsheba, and when we think about people, David and Peter and Paul, each one was a forerunner in their own right. When we think about Esther, she was a forerunner. She wasn't following the path of somebody else. Her faith is the same faith. The faith follows the path. But her marching orders came from heaven. Her mission came from heaven. It didn't come from a workbook or from someone else or a self-help book. Her mission came, their mission came from heaven and so does yours. In Hebrews, I'm going to go back to Hebrews chapter 7, chapter 6, verse 12. It says, we don't want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. We imitate others' faith, which is just going to God. We imitate David who sought the Lord. We imitate Ruth who was all in for the Lord. We imitate Esther who uh, was willing to lay down her life for the Lord. But our, our 
mission is not to be beauty queens. Our mission is not to be kings of Israel. Our mission is, is not to follow our mother-in-laws. Our mission, our marching orders come from heaven. We follow the faith of those who have gone before us. But man, we have to hear from heaven. We have to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us, the mission that we have. And that happens in the presence of God. So we can't shrink back from being in the presence of God. In order to be a forerunner for the people on our streets, for the people in our neighborhoods, in order to be a forerunner, we need our direction from heaven because he doesn't want us just to copy somebody else. He wants to copy the faith that would seek the Lord, but he doesn't want us to be just a copy of the next person. He wants us to be originally made. He made each one of us individually, placed us in this city and this neighborhood and this family he placed us in this time period he placed us in 2020 on purpose and if we just look to our left and right say hey what are you doing god says no look to me hear what i'm doing crave the presence of god be in the word if i could do anything all day i would read the bible all day if i could do anything all day i would pray and be with jesus all day and yet that's not the, the heart cry of so many of us. So many of us look at the Bible as an extra, as a, if I have time or maybe I'll get to it. It's not the heartbeat of our lives. And it has to be in order to fulfill the Great Commission, in order to genuinely be attached to the vine. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says, apart from that, you can't do anything. You can't hear from heaven from somebody else. It's like... It's like regurgitated food. It's like a bird chewing food for its baby. It's disgusting. And that's what we're getting because we're just listening to other people and not hearing from heaven. God put his spirit in us on purpose. Jesus was a forerunner on purpose. Jesus tore the veil, broke the barrier for us to go right into to the throne room of God on purpose. And he was a forerunner. And now we can enter the inner sanctuary and not just play telephone with words from heaven, but to get a word directly from God on what to do today, what to do this week. Go into all the world and make disciples. That's not for somebody else. That's for you and that's for me. How are we supposed to do that? That's where we have to hear from heaven. If you're feeling dead and dry, then it's so important to get around other people who are alive in their faith, who will spark, who will fan into flame, who will help you, revive you, in Jesus, there's life and life abundantly in him, not in uh, this world, in him. Our greatest joy can't be watching our kids play sports. Our greatest joy can't be when we get a raise. Our greatest joy has to be in making disciples. And if it's not, then we got to spend more time with Jesus and become more like him and really have the fruit of the spirit evident in us with love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and gentleness and self-control. And those things need to be abundant in us. They can only be abundant if we're spending time with Jesus in prayer and in the word. Jesus was a forerunner. And as we imitate him, 
We also will be originals. We'll also be forerunners. We'll also have mission, direction, instruction from heaven to do something so unique and so powerful. Or we can go through the motions. Or we can set up a little reward plan where we get a little prize if we actually read a chapter of the Bible. God help us. God help us. Let's pray. Jesus, I ask that you would be the center of our lives. God, I am so grieved today with this dull love that I see around me and so many. God, I'm grieved. God, help us to keep the fire in our hearts alive. God, I pray that you would put a longing in the heart of every person listening to be in your presence. It's all about you. The aim of our hearts is to be in your presence, to hear from heaven, to express our love for you by laying down our lives. God, you could use us any way you want to. That we are instruments in your hands, tools ready to be used by you. God, get us ready so when you say to go or you say uh, to stop, we would listen quickly. We want to change the world with your love. We want to change the world with the gospel. God, I pray it will be real to us first. God, I pray for genuine faith to rise up. God, I pray for genuine faith to be built up. God, I pray that we would stay close to our first love. God, I pray that we would go deeper and deeper and deeper into the things of God. Lord, I pray that our lives would be laid down before you and we would be useless for anything in this world, but useful for the kingdom of God. Lord, I pray that we would humble ourselves before you so that you can lift us up. God, I pray that we would be a people of prayer, deep prayer, that we would be a people who would read your word, that we would crave your words, Jesus. I ask, God, that you would help us to listen to your Holy Spirit. Forgive us, God, for all the times where we have preferred regurgitated words, regurgitated food. Help us, Lord, to crave you and you alone. Be the center of our lives, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.